That's the sound of sheep. And the reason we have the sound of the sheep is this is for shepherds, or at least under shepherds. I want to apologize to you guys for uh, kind of slacking off on these pastor's chats. We make all kinds of pledges and promises, and then we, and then, well, part of it was the, the COVID-19 thing. It was hard to get together. In fact, I'm sure that Jerry and I, who are on this uh, pastor's chat this time, are both going to die because uh, <laughs> we're sitting we're sitting a pretty good distance from each other, but it's not quite six feet. And uh, we decided that it would be best this time, given where our country is and what yeah. we're going through right now, that it uh, that it'd be best to have a white guy and a black guy just sit down and talk. Jerry Perry's, by the way, and I'm no longer a pastor. I used to be paid for being good, and now I'm good for nothing. But I did it. <laughs> For a lot of years, longer than some of you have been alive, and I can get to heaven without grace for simply having survived. <laughs> but at any rate, Jerry Perry's is the pastor of the Christian Family Worship Center, the place of grace. Yeah, I quote him everywhere I go. One of the best statements he ever made is that God You'll run out of sin before God runs out of grace. Yes. You have no idea what how people, when they hear that, rejoice in it. Wow. And realize how powerful it is. And um, Jerry um, is a man I love deeply. And I might say that Jerry loves me deeply. And that we're is gonna, absolutely true. And, and we've been friends for a long time. And Jerry's taught me a lot. He's made me sensitive. We don't always agree politically. That's true. And when we first got together with our Grace Conferences, he said, <laughs> can you deal with the the fact that a lot in my community don't agree with you? And he looked at me, and I said, why are you looking at me? Uh, and uh, But I've been sensitized in some real ways. Uh, I don't define racism the way a lot of people do, so I'm not a racist in the way I define it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, but with that being said, for instance, and I could go on in a whole bunch of other ways, Jerry, but, mm-hmm. uh, as the, uh, opioid crisis came and all of a sudden there was a big deal about it in this country. Um, uh, and you know, the president got on that bandwagon and all the, House and the Senate, and a lot of money was given to set up drug centers. And uh, Jerry and I were having lunch, and he said, "You know, that's been a part of the black community for a long time, and nobody ever created clinics for us." Not at all. And uh, I said, "Well, that's because." And then I thought, "Oh my, <laughs> I know he's right. He's got a he's got a point." And we. Um, and another, and and we're going to talk in a minute. I'm not going to do all the talking, but uh, Jerry's introduced me to his friend, uh, Herb Andrews, Bishop Herb Andrews, and we uh, we had him on our talk show. And as you know, Jerry, and you love him, he's kind and gentle, but boy, he speaks truth. He does. And he had been detained shortly before that. Stopped in his car wearing a clerical collar. 
and they handcuffed him in front of everybody. He had all the documentation. Mm-hmm. And I said, and I said to him, Herb, that make you angry? He said, well, some, but it made me really sad. And he said, when I watched what happened to Floyd, he said, I was angry some, but he said, I cried. Yeah. I wept. And so I think a place where Jerry and I can start uh, is a great sadness uh, for what's happened in our country, Uh, the hatred and the and the division and the racism uh, and and uh, the pain on both sides of these issues. I mean, it's yeah. everywhere you go. And the thing about people like me and Jerry is that uh, we're Christians, and uh, we're Christians clearly. Yeah. And we've been given revealed truth. And the problem with the great majority of our country is that they don't have an anger, an anchor. They got anger, but they've got no anchor. Nothing that says this is right and this is wrong. This is the way to walk. This is not the way to walk. And at the very heart of where we are, uh, it's God's grace. Yeah. You don't by accident call your church a place of grace. It really is. I love going there. And so as Jerry and I talk about some of these issues, I hope that some of the things that we say for pastors will be helpful. Yeah. But I think the most helpful thing is that we love each other. Yep. Uh, we both profoundly get grace and see that is the key to almost everything. All right, I finished my sermon. You wow. can, I'm going to let you say something because I'm a racist and I get permission, <laughs> okay? Well, let me tell you something. First of all, thank you um, for having me. Um, it is always an honor to sit in this chair and sit on the other side of you. Um, <laughs> that goes both ways. Yeah, I do with all of my heart love you. I tell my wife all the time, um, I love a white man who's an old man, but he's a good guy. <laughs> this, uh, Steve, these are tough times. They are. They are really, really tough times. And um, I want to kind of help kind of explain to uh, our audience, um, kind of tell a little little quick story, and hopefully um, uh, you can understand how um, the African-American community feels at this time. We, we, what has happened to Floyd and what we saw all on camera, um, it is not that racism has, I think uh, Will Smith said something to this effect. I won't get it totally correct. Uh, he said, it's not that racism is getting worse. Racism is getting filmed. Mm. This happens in the African-American community all the time. And we've been hollering about it. We've been screaming about it. We've been uh, Colin Kaepernick uh, uh, took a knee trying to bring awareness to it. Um, um, this happens all the time. And it is a system that has been set up um, to do what it is doing. It, it is not a mistake. This system of police brutality has been the history of our uh, people for years. You remember when the three civil rights workers were going through Mississippi 
for justice, and the police arrested them. The police let them out of jail, but the police were the ones that caught up with them, killed them, and and so we have a we have a a, a distrust for um, um, the police department based upon history. It's not just coming out of the the sky. This this just happens all the time. But here's what I want to here's what I want to mention. I want to mention this story, and 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 it kind of. And it's it, it's a broad story, but I but I want you to see how 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 we feel when it, uh, there was a person that talked about that that let's say for instance we were sitting down and we were playing Monopoly, mm-hmm. you and I. Are you familiar with the game Monopoly? I hate it. <laughs> but you, we, if you ever see me playing Monopoly, you sell everything you own because Jesus is coming back. <laughs> you dedicate your life to it. I know that's right. <laughs> uh, but you sit down and you play Monopoly. Okay. You play Monopoly, and both of us are playing the game, and we accumulate houses, and we accumulate wealth. You accumulate wealth. But then you, as the person who owns the Monopoly game, take all of my wealth take everything that I have and then say, let's start the game over. But now you have all of my wealth, but you then turn and ask me to play the game of monopoly again with, with bricks, with no straw. And, and the African-American community time after time have played monopoly. Um, um, I remember when the uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, Black Wall Street. We had our in 1921. Uh, we had our own businesses. We had our own banks, and 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 we were building our own wealth. And um, uh, the community, uh, the white community, came in and and plummeted and rioted and tore the whole city down. And then we go back and restart again. You know, in Rosewood here in Florida, uh, building our own wealth, building our own businesses. The white community came in and tore completely down. And so there's this there's this relationship of whenever we do try to build or have built that that George Floyd and this is why I'm going back to George Floyd is the symbol of of a knee being put on our necks to stop us from moving forward or 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 somehow destroying that which we have tried to build over the years. And so it 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 you said something about both of us being Christians, um, which I love. You are so unique, Steve. This is, this is so unique because you're using your platform to talk about this issue. But there are so many Christians that have a platform that's not talking about race in their pulpits to their people. And so where do we go as believers when even our white brothers and sisters that are Christians don't even discuss race in their church and they are supposed to be the light in a dark place and so i want to encourage every pastor i know i'm rambling but i want to encourage every pastor every preacher um um to share with your congregation that the sin of racism is wrong and they must speak up and be about uh helping to bring reconciliation to this issue I agree with that, and I and I agree with your definition of racism. I mean, that is in your face. I mean, the kinds of things you're talking about are absolute. They should be preached on from the pulpit, 
because the scripture is so clear on that yeah. and how violating the very essence of what God says about human beings is very true. Mm-hmm. And I agree with that. And I, uh, and I would suggest to the pastors that are listening, you know, do it. Yes. You know, do it with awareness of what the issues are, of maybe an awareness that people would disagree about some things. But at that point, if African-Americans and, and white Christians can't agree at something that basic mm-hmm. and that clear, we've got, we got a real problem. Yeah, I think we do, too. I think, I oh, think, I do, too. I, I, I think that we have to be honest that um, when we look at a person's um, color, regardless of who it is, if this is an African-American community, you know, and, and we have forgiven and we forgive and we come back and forgive. I remember when, uh, uh, what was the gentleman's name, Dylan, um, who killed uh, uh, Roof Dylan or Dylan Roof? who killed the nine uh, people yeah, in, yeah. in, in Charlottesville. Yeah. Yeah, Charlottesville. And, and, and here the whole church comes to and, and, and um, uh, forgive this guy. You know, African-Americans are not, uh, we, we are forgiving people. I mean, they forgave him. And how the police arrested, here, here's an example. Police arrest him, takes him to Burger King's, kills nine people, arrest him, Take him to Burger King. But then you take an African-American who don't even have a firearm, get arrested, brutalized, sometimes shot. It's the difference in the justice system. And I those things that. need to be sp- spoken up. Oh, boy, they do. Yeah. And, and they need to be spoken up by all Christians. Absolutely. What I said about there being no anchor, there really is one. And when we lose ours, we lose, we lose the very thing that we have. Absolutely. And Jesus is that anchor, and, and, and grace is that anchor. But it has to be, it can't just be words from the pulpit. It has to be actions from the heart. Now, you know, as a white guy, there's always other issues that play in it, too. Okay. And, and, and I'm not going to go into those, but black on black crime, mm-hmm. the importance of Christians in the black community also dealing with the kinds of things and the recognition that calls for uh, the removal of the police themselves rather than the sensitizing of good ones and the firing of bad ones, uh, there's got to be a recognition that that's a hard place for a policeman to walk sometimes. Yeah. Um, well, let me, let, me, let me talk about black-on-black crime. When, when you... When you put um, any group of people, because the white-on-white crime is the same thing, but no one has ever talked about white-on-white crime. It's the same as black-on-black crime. Wherever the majority of the people are, they criminalize each other. But you you also got to look at uh, the degree of it. And you just can't get around those facts. The reason that black families hate the idea of police not coming into their communities is they want their children to be safe. Absolutely. And so the call for the removal, not only is it not biblical according to Romans, the removal of the authority that says you will not go here, we can't go there. Oh, I agree. Uh, By the way, 
Let me make sure I, that 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 I set on record that I think I that know. is you don't absolutely have to even say it. crazy. I know you do. To, and to, I think to, to to suggest to remove the police. I I, yeah, I, that, I knew you would that, say that. That is but, absolutely and ludicrous. I agree too that you you know that you that the white on white crime nobody talks about it. Yeah, but. It has to be addressed in the black community also, and we've got to talk about it because right. we don't. We're only talking. Of, and and I think the only people that, that can talk about both of these issues and a bunch of others are people like you and me. Absolutely. And one of the things that we, we in a, now, uh, uh, as an African-American man, I want every criminal I don't care who, black, white, blue, green, arrested. And I want some white-collar ones arrested, yeah. too. <laughs> arrested, put under the jail. I have no problem with that. I, here's, here, I think T.D. Jake said this the other day. Here's what we want. When someone who does wrong get arrested, we want them to get arrested and taken to jail and go to court for due process. We don't want them to get arrested, tried, convicted, and assassinated all at the same time. I, and I'm, but of course, right. So, I agree with that. Right. And I know of the instances uh, where that has not been true. Yeah. I do think that, and this is something that is very rarely recognized, mm -hmm. is that there has been a general awareness of the crimes and the sin and the racism in our country and a growth. I grew up in the South, and mm -hmm. I've seen the growth where uh, the president of the United States could be an African-American yeah, and where the mayors of almost all of the major cities are African-American and the power structure of those cities is African-American. And so I, I think that, we, yeah, we got to repent and be clear about the kinds of things you're talking about. And it needs to be said over and over again, no matter how uncomfortable it is. Right. There's a responsibility on, 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 on all of our parts. But one of the things that happened with black-on-black -black crime, uh, Dr. Steve, is that uh, the, the, the low-income... Um, um, but that's not a race issue. That's... That's economic risk. Yeah, it right, is. right. I agree. But 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 it's an economic issue. But those who hold the power don't funnel funds into the African American community to p supply jobs and those kind of things. They so, say they do. I know they say, but they. But I mean, our government says it does. They they. And, you know, there's been a lot. In fact, trillions of dollars. But. What's happened is that politicians got rich on it. Yes, and the money didn't get where. Yeah, I agree. That, and 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 let me make sure that I'm clear on this as well. I'm not Democrat, Republican. Uh, I'm for right. I'm for right. That's what a Christian and, is for. Right. And 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 there's some crooked uh, Democrats. There's some crooked Republicans. The only one that's right is Jesus. And 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 the thing of it is, we got to find people who are saved. And people who love Jesus, who are interested in running for office, and support those people to I get agree. in office that are going to have the heart of Christ for for poor people, because that's what Jesus is about. When I was hungry, you didn't feed me. I was naked, you didn't clothe me. You know, we need people who are sensitive about 
people who are in serious need of help, and then those who can work and do what they're supposed to do, uh, we hold them accountable to do that. You know, these issues, uh, you and I could talk for hours and hours about, and if they gave us the power, we could fix it. Yes, we would. But they won't. <laughs> but let me tell you a, a, something that goes to the heart of all of this that I've seen, and it's it's hit me recently uh, reading uh, Brant Hansen's book, The Truth About Us. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. It's it's um, it's a book written about self righteousness. Mm. Uh, and I know, and I've watched your ministry. I've watched the people you've reached out to that others wouldn't. The really bad sinners. Yeah. Yeah. And I suspect you do the same thing with racists. It blows me away. And I hope I do the same thing. I hope I kick posteriors, but I want to be clear about God's grace. But at the heart of all of this, uh, when you start talking about the message of the Christian faith, one of the things, and Brent Hansen is funny, so you laugh on every other page, and the next page he slaps you upside the head with a two-by-four, and all of a sudden you realize he was talking about how angry Jesus was, and uh, he went into the temple, and he drove out the money changers and the thieves, and his wife said, but honey, you're the money changers, (laughs) and once we realize that we're the money changers, that we're sinful, that there's none righteous, no, not one, then you start at a level where you can talk. Right. If we start at a level where, uh, and this is, I've never seen so much self-righteousness. Yes. yes. Coming from whites and blacks. Absolutely. And I agree. Everybody, I mean, it's incredible. I agree. From the presidency to right down to everybody. Right. Even in the marches. Right. It becomes the good guys against the bad guys. If And this is one thing that you and I both agree on and have in fact, this is the reason we got together. Mm-hmm. You know, you were concerned that this message of grace be clearly proclaimed. I really believe that the gospel's the key to this. Yes, I do too. In fact, I believe, Steve, that we, uh, the, the grace conference that we have had, had done the last few years so was important. the answer. I do and too. And my God, how important would that message be right now to see oh. white churches and African-American churches come together um, um, and of course, we're coming together with our own history, but we're, we're taking our history, putting it somewhat on the shelf because you can't. No, you totally, can't. Yeah. Of course not. But, but you, you put it in the back and put Christ in the front and you work everything through Christ and not through your experience. And if we all do that, then what, how, how great it would be. Last point about this. I remember when Peter uh, uh, was eating with the Gentiles and Paul, you know the story. And yeah. Paul and, and and Peter jumped up when he saw the other Jews come. That was a, a racism moment there. And Paul stopped and said, hey, let me check you. You know, and that's what good. Called him a hypocrite. Yeah. That's what good brothers and, and, and Christian brothers ought to do. Identify. Right. Right. And say, hey, you, don't, you can't do this. Yeah. You, you can't say this. This is not what Christ would do. And then we will have to have the love of Jesus enough to say, to stand with our brother, right, and say, and I, "I'm sorry, I, I did that. I'm, I'm wrong. I oh, repent." Yeah. And and that's where reconciliation comes. But unless people are honest to do that, we're not going to ever reach that point. And I'm glad 
that, that I can come to you and talk to you about anything. And we can disagree, but then at the end, we're going to hug each other and love each other. And so the disagreement goes away as much as the love of Jesus Christ and stuff permeates. gets done with the disagreement because yes. if we can talk, and that's the problem, nobody's talking. Right. I mean, nobody. People are just throwing rocks. And I, and I get that. There's some places the rocks need to be thrown, but not as many. Right. As the totality that has been uh, given. And and by the way, I don't tell people you're my friend, but that's not because you're black. It's because you're ugly. <laughs> <laughs> that is yeah, funny. Well, no, I, saw, we, wait, let me, I saw something this morning on television um, that was so profound. Steve, you will love this. You will love this. Uh, the marchers were out marching. I don't remember the town. And then they had some. Uh, other marchers on the other side that were against the protesters, okay? And they were, you know, screaming at each other, and the street was in the middle. And all of a sudden, two of the protesters went over to the the agitators or whoever, the side that wasn't agreeing with the Black Lives Matter movement. And the Black Lives Matter movement started hugging on the people who disagreed. Before you knew it, the whole line was hugging on each other, listening to each other. And then there was two guys that came in with with, uh, KKK hats on, and both groups ran them away because they were both loving on each other, talking about the issues, even though they didn't agree. But the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, love wins every single time. (sighs) You know, uh, Jerry and I, and Jerry has so much more to say than what he said today. I mean, this guy is so thoughtful and has taught me so much. And I've been sensitized. I'm a better man because of Jerry. And and I love him for that. But I loved him before that, too. So, But maybe what I said at the beginning, it's not so much how we dissect the issues and solve them and what's next. How do we fix government, and who do we elect? Maybe, maybe, and this is what pastors need to hear, especially leaders. Uh, maybe the fact that we're sitting here and we love each other mm-hmm. is the more important thing than anything else. You know, I'm from Miami, and you know that's the most of you think Orlando's bad. You don't know nothing. Or Miami is the most divided city in the entire world. And you know what happened? Uh, six of us began to have breakfast. I don't even know how it came about. Wow. Two African-Americans, two honkies, mm. uh, <laughs> two, two uh, Hispanics, mm-hmm. pastor, six pastors. Mm-hmm. And we got together for breakfast at first once a month and sometimes as often as once a week. Mm-hmm. And we just, we found a restaurant we could all abide. Right. And so we spent that time just getting to know each other, getting to know each other beyond all the religious stuff and right, everything right, else. Right. Uh, that developed into a pastoral retreat mm. in Miami where maybe two or three hundred pastors came together over a weekend, and and that led to over 20,000 people Wow! Uh, being involved in the We Are One movement. 
Yeah. It in, it it morphed into justice. Mm-hmm. It morphed into love. It morphed into the strongest Christian witness you have ever seen. And uh, and I will never forget uh, in a march we had for Jesus, mm-hmm. leading all of these people, and there were piles of them, was a prominent African-American pastor mm-hmm. holding hands with the chief of police, wow. a believer in Miami. Yeah. Listen, guys, and we got to land this plane, but, yeah. uh, you know, we're the only ones. That nobody else can do this. Jesus made it very clear that love covers a multitude of faults and sin. A friend of mine told me one time, a guy I was negotiating with with a contract, he said, let's put down the contract. Let's become friends. It's hard to fight with your friends. So good. So good. Yeah. And, you know, other than taking another four or five hours, we've said all we can say. <laughs> so... I love you, man. I love you, too. And this is Jerry Perry's. He's the pastor of the Christian Family Worship Center. You ever think about just changing it instead of making that a subtitle and calling it the place of grace? Uh, (laughs) I (laughs) know. And uh, my name is Steve, and uh, we're going to try to be more regular with these pastor's chats. But thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me.